Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Thrown by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, the seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own them all. Welcome into the Hot Corner. For it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday around these parts. Live from the river. Did we do one of these last week? No, we did not do one we of these. We did not do one of these. I'm, I was sitting here going, this feels strange to me. A, they've moved the computer and the microphone slot. Oh, don't get me started on that. I am losing my mind right now. You had to put the laptop on the right of you and not to the left of you. Yeah, it's What a weird. first world problem. It's weird, dude. I don't dig it. I'm sure it is weird. I got, like, tons of cords going around me. I forgot my headphones, so I'm going to use headphones that have, like, a 30-foot cord on them. Is there a reason why you're wearing that headphone on your forehead? I don't want to mess up my hair. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really mess it up. It just leaves a little dent. Well, I don't want that. And your your top middle area is not really going to get dented very much. Well, but so. I don't want the curls on the side to miss out. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on, baby. Come I've on. Never, I've never cared about over-the-ear headphones and how it affects my hair. <laughs> uh, that's because you don't have as gorgeous a hair as I do. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, you can check out, uh, I think it's Dirt and Sprague's uh, Twitter account. I sat in with them yesterday, and apparently some people on the old uh, text machine were like, Does, is his hair really blonde? Can we see this? Yes. And they, they sent out a picture. It is blonde. It is. It, I mean, it's even. It's more than blonde. It's. It's platinum now, yeah. baby. You're like porn star blonde, like right now. mother of dragons. Yep, that that too. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty exciting. Although my roots are already starting to grow out. Well, I mean, that's fine because you said you were going to leave it platinum blonde until it grew out, right? Yep. So I can have bleach tips. Oh boy. Yeah, it's we're going to go all Fred Durst up in here. It's going to be so dope. <laughs> no, I'm, it's no, it's not. I'm so pumped, Patrick. Th- this. <laughs> This hairdo that you that you have at the moment, when I first saw it, I went, you know what? Not as crazy as I thought it would be. Bleach tips? 
I don't think I will say that <laughs> once. Yeah. When well, I see the bleach tips, well, I'm going to go, oh, my God. Well, here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> if the bleach tips look bad, we'll just go bleach the roots. Oh, and, we'll and then you're going to start it all over again. We'll fix it. <laughs> okay, women do this all the time. I thought you wanted your natural hair color back so that you could rock the, the dark color, color again. No, I'm blonde now, baby. They got more fun. They have way more fun. <laughs> this is such a better idea. Well, I've noticed you brought back the bandana style. Oh, yeah, man, dude. I feel like I'm 23 all over again. Yeah, I mean, the bandanas you're wearing are kind of Grateful Daddy. Yeah, man. So... I you feel see like, my truck? Well, I yeah, you do have a bumper sticker or three. But I I saw you wear the first day I saw you get your your bandana, it was a normal red bandana that it just exists, right? Mm -hmm. It's the typical look. Mm -hmm. Every day since you've worn something that's getting more and more Bill Walton y on me. Well, I'm all about the uh I'm all about the shirt sleeve too. Like you can cut a sleeve off a t shirt and uh, doctor it a little bit and uh it does the exact same thing. It's fantastic as well. Although I'm looking at your T-shirt and your shirt, is, your shirt sleeve is too long, but it's probably because what you wear an XL. This is a double X, yes. Double X, and my shirts are medium. Yeah, so like we got shorter arms. This is so a, the arm, the sleeve length is a lot shorter. This is a bigger double X than I normally wear. Uh, this was the Alex Crawford Oregon State documentary shirt that oh. I helped support him when we went to go see that viewing. Alex Crawford. Yeah, um, but the the negative is that the double X I got because. Usually I have to get double X. Well, I mean, A, I'm, I'm a really big dude, and my shoulders are really broad, mm -hmm. like really, really broad. So double X just generally has to be what I wear because otherwise I look like I'm wearing the tightest sleeves of all time, uh, even if the rest is kind of big. You don't want to show the guns? No, I mean, it's fine. I just don't want it to be like all the way up here, and you can see my shoulder hair. That wouldn't be very cool, um, at least for me. So I go double X because generally it fits fine for the shoulders and the rest is just kind of up in the air. This is a very big double X. I'm, I feel like I'm wearing a tent, but I like the shirt, so I still wear it. Speaking of Alex Crawford, I think he would love my hair. Uh, Probably. I think he would love this. Yeah. So if you're out there, Alex, listening randomly uh, to this little, little ditty we do every Wednesday, uh, I, I bet you you would dig this. You mentioned my truck. Mm -hmm. You know how I like wrecked it the other day? Uh, I do. Uh, thanks to some ice. Thanks to some ice on played played a little bumper cars with the uh, with the uh, barricade there on the lower deck of the Fremont Bridge. That wasn't really fun. No. Well, uh, this morning I walked out to my truck and the front door was not closed all the way, and I for sure closed and locked the truck last night. Somebody broke into my truck. Not only did they break in my truck, they tried to steal my truck. For the panel under the steering wheel is ripped off. The guard that goes over the ignition was ripped off, and they took everything from my glove box, which is just like registration, insurance, and service receipts of everything on my truck. Dude, you're having the worst luck with this wow. thing. Wow. Pretty much. You, because you had to go to get something from a recall, yep, right? the airbag recall. And you brought it to a, a, a friend's mechanic shop to get something fixed, and then you crashed it and had to get that fixed, and now you just had it almost stolen. Yeah. Is this a sign? I have no idea. They stole a really nice sleeping bag out of my truck that I always keep just in case. I mean, like I'm a camper and I do things and the truck could break down at any minute. Did they steal anyone else's car or stuff out of someone else's I car? I don't know. There was... Is your car easy to break into because it's an old car? I mean, car? any car. Yeah, with a Slim Jim. If you just slide it through the window and pop it up. Mm. Yeah. The, the weird thing about it is there were two barrel-aged sours and two bottles of red wine in my truck. 
untouched. Oh. Invisible plain sight, too. Well, maybe he's not an alcohol guy. <laughs> maybe he, the, he, or he or she. He or she. Let's not be sexist or they, the Or they. Yeah, or they. True. Or they. Or or it. Uh, but but, uh, but they uh, they stole my lucky 50 cent piece out of the uh, dish and uh, a domino, which I'm not one, very happy about. One domino? One domino. Was it like a lucky domino? No, it was just a domino I found, and I threw it in the little coin dish, and I was like, oh, hey, little domino. <laughs> You're mine now. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, man. You're getting a lot of bad luck. I mean, you I'm getting got, smoked right now. You got the threes. Bad luck comes in threes. So you got three things that happen. Hopefully it'll stop. Maybe you can sell the truck and get something different that's a little safer, I guess. The truck is super safe and it's my baby. I know it's your baby. You love that thing. I love that thing. It is old. It's not old. Old is like 70s. I mean, I don't have to go to Diffie Q anymore. So I guess that means it's old. <laughs> There's no computer chip in my car. Yeah. It's a 2005. That's not that old. That's a 2005. Yeah. Are you she, kidding me? She's been through a lot. <laughs> I thought that was like in 1991. Oh, no. She's just been through a lot. Because that that model just looks old. Because it's a pickup truck, but it's short and squat. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it's like new pickup trucks are just mammoth. Yeah, so. they don't they don't make pickup trucks anymore. That's why I've hung on to it. If they made pickup trucks that were the size of my pickup truck, I'd buy a new pickup truck. <laughs> the problem is, is buying a, they're, they're releasing new Ford Rangers and they're like the size of F-150s. That's not fun. I mean, I'm not interested in that. It's kind of fun. That sucks. I mean, you can get one of those, uh, what's it called? The El Caminos. Is that what it is? The car that had the truck bed on it? Yeah, yeah, that's 100% what it is. There's a couple still in the in my neighborhood. When I go out for a run, I'll see one and I'll be like, <laughs> How is this functional? I don't know why you all of a sudden decided to start hating on El Caminos. I've never thought they were cool. I thought they were weird. I think they're kind of cool. Well, then go get an El Camino. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm surviving. We'll make it happen. Oakley Dokley. Well, we got a show to get to today. Uh, we got some baseball news, some Blazer news. We got an interview with John Ryan, a partial owner of the Portland Pickles uh, and also former punter and Super Bowl champion for your Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so we got that to get to at the top of the hour. You can always find us on the social meds. Mike is at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H on Twitter. You can find me at PDD085 on Instagram. Also, tomorrow, Beers on Us podcast drops. You can find that on Radio.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, 1080thefan.com. Uh, we discuss Bridgeport closing. A little bit and uh, also do a style of amber and reds chat that I imagine a lot of you out there enjoy that style. Um, I tried really hard to be nice. You you uh, you were not very nice. I was not very nice, but that's because I'm a jerk. So at least <laughs> I admit it. Uh, so you got that to check out. If I you guess want Joe to. really likes Ambers. I know he does. Yeah. Listen to the podcast tomorrow, Joe. Yeah. So that's Beers on Us. We'll drop tomorrow. Uh, when we come back, we did not get to discuss this because we were off last week, but there are some new proposed rule changes to Major League Baseball. Guess what, Mike? We're going to talk baseball, and it's not Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm very really happy excited. about that. I'm really excited. And uh, I know for certain that somebody in this room who is currently not speaking is going to be an old fuddy-duddy about the rules changes. Oh, yeah. You went out on a limb on that one. <laughs> uh, so we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven eighteen here on Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Uh, pitchers and catchers report, huh? Hey, how about that? It snuck up on me this year, and I'm very excited. And we were talking about this. It's because you were watching AAF, huh? No, I I watched zero seconds of the AAF. I didn't even know it was on. TV. And I and I I will not watch. I didn't the, even know it existed. I will not watch the AAF. I will tell you that right now. I will not watch it. I have zero interest. Zero. Really? I don't care. I don't care. Because it's not high level? It's not even that. It's just we have so much football that's good quality as it is. I just spent six months watching college football and NFL every weekend plus weekdays. Yeah, it's tiring. I, I mean, it's not tiring because I like the sport a lot, but I like the refresher of being able to watch college basketball and the NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball, of course, which is my go-to. So, I mean, and, I just... And... I did miss today's game. I just uh, watched some highlights of it. But um, but yeah, and the Champions League and Premier League, of course. It just gives me a nice little refresher. And I don't want to watch guys who couldn't make the NFL play in a league. I just I, uh, don't care. I, uh, I'm i going to be honest. I had no idea this was happening. Really? No idea. I think I heard about a league starting because then I saw Spurrier and I was like, oh, right. Mike he Riley. was doing something. I didn't know Mike Riley was in it. Yeah, there's a San Diego team. You want to pick up them? The San Diego Fleet? No. Um, and but then I, the but, XFL also starts this year. I might yeah. watch the XFL, sport the old brand. Yeah, but the problem is, is they're going to go super normal football. They're not going to be as crazy as they used to be because that's what failed in the first place. Yeah. I'm, no I'm, more he hate me's. I'm not going to lie. I don't even, I don't really watch that much NFL. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I just don't care about. But yeah. I, I just snuck up on me because I, I forget that February here like i'm like oh my god it's valentine's day tomorrow and then oh it is yeah oh snap well i guess today's the 13th that would make sense and then yeah so pitchers and catchers are back players report in a week or so and i think we talked about it yesterday next week we might begin doing a little uh divisional preview stuff even though most of the free agents haven't signed for some reason yeah and i want to kind of that's kind of where i want to start a little bit in this in this little ditty here before we get into these rule changes with with this starting Obvious, obviously, it's not good to have players not signed when camp opens. But I'm wor- I'm wondering if this is even a bigger problem than we realize. Because, like, let's look at Jake Arrieta last year okay. and Alex Cobb. And I think there's one more person that, that I'm not thinking of that's a, a pretty decent player that didn't sign till late. They didn't have good seasons. Except for J.D. Martinez. Well, how late was he, though? He signed pretty late. I mean, he signed... I think a week before spring training. Was he signed by now? Uh, let's find out. But, if, see, but see, if he made spring training from day one, I think that would be totally fine. Let me see. But like if you're, you know, like if, if like who, like Dallas Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel should be in a camp right February now. February 26th. Oh, wow. Is when J.D. Martinez signed. That's really late. That's basically two weeks from now. Yeah, but he's a DH. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, hey, he had an MVP type season, and but he he is an outlier. You're right. The other guys who didn't play or didn't get signed until later struggled for the first half of the season for sure. And so, like, I don't know, man. Are any of these guys going to be any good? Is Keiko going to be good this year? He wasn't that good last year. I forgot that he was still a free agent. I I do wonder about that because I think there are some teams that realize that that was a thing. And I'll use Alex Cobb as an example because I I remember watching him a lot because. 
Yankees played the Orioles 19 times this year. Um, they they were talking about on the broadcast how the second half of his season, despite his numbers being horrific, the second half of his season was much more like the Alex Cobb that we knew in Tampa. And the first half of the season where he had like a 13 ERA was completely not indicative of what kind of a pitcher he was. Yeah. And he said, I think it was him specifically said, I didn't have a spring training. Like I had almost, I had half of or less than less than that of a spring training. Hell, he might have even have signed in April. He might have been one of the last I, ones. Yeah, to sign. I think he signed. The season already started. Um, and Joe, he, do you remember? You signed with you guys. Do you remember when Alex Cobb signed? Okay, Joe's giving me the. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a rop and say, you know, Joe, you have a microphone. You can you can tell us <laughs> that gave, instead of shaking your head. The, he gave me one of those. That's like, a no. That's a negative. <laughs> I do not know. He gave Sorry. me one of those like a uh, tiny little head shakes that are like. Mm. Pretend I'm not here. Why'd you say my name? Yeah, I wasn't really <laughs> listening. That's why you repeated it. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I wonder how bad this is. This this could potentially be. I, I think this is a serious problem. If they do not get signed in the next week or two, I'll give them a week into spring training. Then yeah, I could I could agree with that. You might see some slow starts for Machado and for Harper and for Keuchel and for anybody else who's still sitting out there. Especially Machado, he's lazy. I love that you used to like Machado. He used to be the positive guy that you, he wasn't arrogant and cocky. He was excitable and positive. Yeah. And now you're just like, that guy is lazy. He sucks. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. Um, Overvalued, overpriced. I do think that you might see some effects of that for sure. Yeah. And like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we are steamrolling towards a strike. If this doesn't change, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You've seen players talk about it already. It's going to happen. I just don't want to spend that much money on Dallas Keuchel, Bryce Harper, or Manny Machado. That's just my opinion. Neither do the owners, but guess what? The players won't take that. So, AJ Pollock signed in LA. He did. That's a great pickup for them. It was a great pickup, but AJ Pollock wasn't getting that kind of money. AJ yeah. Pollock's coming off a couple of injuries. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. He got the money he deserved, probably. I mean, in four years ago, he probably would have gotten more. Yeah, that might be true. The, time, the times they are a changing. Yeah, I don't like it. Did you see we already got uh, we got already got our first casualty of spring training? Not for the year, but our first injury. What we did? Yeah, Frankie Lindor out for all of spring training. Whoa, hamstring. Well, that sucks. Yeah, you're telling me he's gonna have a slow start to the year. That's the future of my franchise. <laughs> that is the current status of my franchise. That is the Cleveland Indians yeah. right now. Oh, Jose. And we still got Corey Kluber and Carrasco and Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you haven't traded anybody. That's weird. Why is it weird, Mike? Maybe we're trying to be good. <laughs> because the reports were that you were trading because you you didn't have enough money to sign all these guys. And then we probably said, if you want these guys, it costs money. And people were like, well, I don't want to pay that. I'm trying to rob you. And the Indians were like, well, we're not going to get robbed. <laughs> so you're saying they're smart? Yeah. Oh, good. All these guys are on the books till 2022. <laughs> if you want Kipnis, you can rob us for Kipnis. We don't really care. <laughs> Nobody's robbing you for Kipnis. <laughs> No one wants that awful salary on the books. I just take a bucket of fried chicken. Do you think that, I know we're going to have to break here in a second. This might open a way larger conversation. Uh, This text came through in the Better You Today text line. Arietta and Keuchel are worth a one-two-year deal that they're asking. Cobb is a back-in-rotation guy who's risky. Do you think that if we get to a certain point, two weeks, three weeks down the road, and Harper and Machado are still unsigned, that they'd be willing to consider a short-term deal. Um, because I, I saw Harper basically said, no way, no chance, I'm not signing a one- or two-year deal. Haven't heard anything from Machado's camp on that or seen reports about it, I should say. I'd be very interested if they did that because 
it would allow them to play for a lot of money. They just wouldn't get the security that they would necessarily want, of course, at, at the age that they're at. But a one- or two-year deal for them with how young they are, they'll be free agents again at 28, 29. Still a good time to sign. I think that hurts their ego too much. Yeah. I think that's why Machado's like, you only, or Bryce is like, you only want him for two years? F you, man. I'm out of here. Can you believe he turned down $300 million from the Nationals at isn't the end that, of the regular season? Isn't that nuts? Like, what do you think you're worth, bro? Well, <laughs> I don't think he's worth 300 mil. Nice, bro. That's a clown question, bro. Um, <laughs> and I can't stop staying broke, bro. <laughs> the the thing about that to me is he probably, remember, we talked about this going into the offseason, like 300, $400 million. We said 400. Two years ago, we were like, Bryce Harper, 400 mil. And he might even, someone might get crazy and the Yankees might pay him 500 mil. Right. I mean, we were exaggerating, but it was still kind of a little bit true in our heads that that could happen. So he's going into it going 300 million. I don't want to stay in the nat with the Nationals anymore. I'm kind of sick of being here, and I'll I'll be able to get something close to that from somebody else, if not more. And it's like we haven't actually seen a lot of the numbers reported for Harper like we have Machado. Machado, we've seen a lot of two twenties, two hundreds thrown around. I haven't seen anything for Harper. I I bet you he thought he was going to get three twenty from the Phillies, the Padres. Yes, they still might. I hope he goes to the Padres. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Phillies because I, I made that guess like a year ago. Um, I don't know, man. I would pay Bryce Harper $35 million for three years. I'm not paying him 35 for 10 years. I understand that thinking. I just, I would pay him. I would. Look what happened when Robinson Cano signed. Mariners were like, this is so dope. And then 10 minutes after he signed that, they were like, this sucks. Yeah, but Robinson Cano gave you a lot of good years, and you were able to trade him. Oh, I forgot. He's not a Mariner. Oh, wow. He's a Met. He is a Met. Only you know who I forgot? Edmund Diaz, also a Met. Also a Met. Look at the Mets bailing out the Mariners. <laughs> They're like, we're still playing Bobby Bonilla, so why not pay Cano for the rest of his life? I think in this text is saying everyone's scared because of the Pujols deal, but the difference is he was 30. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge, he might have been older than 30 at that point yeah. uh, when he signed that 10-year contract. Harper and Machado are 26. Yeah, that is my point this whole time. I fully am on board with teams being petrified of signing eight, nine, 10-year-long contracts with guys who are 30 and older, right? Right. But lately with the way that the front offices have been working, you're not getting a guy at 26 very often. You're getting a lot of guys who sign a couple of times with their team and there's the arbitration rules and all that kind of stuff. And by the time they're free agents, they're 28, 29, you're getting into that scary point of being near 30. You're going to get them till they're 36. And if they stay healthy, it's a big if, but if they stay healthy, you're going to get productive seasons until they're about 33, 34, right? And then you're going to see a little decline. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? They're free agents. Yeah, and then you get rid of them. You didn't even see the... 39-year-old Bryce Harper hitting 16 home runs for 60 RBIs because he didn't reach that point on your team because you're able to let him go. You know what I'm curious? How much is Nolan Arenado worth? You see he might resign with the Rockies. He's talking with uh, cool. contract extensions. Cool. And if they do, they're not cool. <laughs> oh, Mr. Yankee over here. Machado's <laughs> not good enough, but Arenado is. Well, they're both good enough, but if Machado's not going to be a Yankee, then Arenado better be. I would 100% pay Nolan Arenado $400 million for 10 years, without a doubt. You are so hypocritical with this. Without <laughs> a doubt. Arenado is a way better player than both guys we've just mentioned. Okay. 
Without a doubt. Do you know how old Nolan Arenado is? Yeah, he's like 27. Yeah, so when he's going to sign, he's going to be 28. Okay. He's that much better. So you're going to give 10 years. Okay. He's but that not, much but better. not to Machado. Okay. I don't want some lazy POS that's going to get his money and live on the south side of Chicago for the White Sox and just mail it in for the rest of his life. I don't know where he's signing yet. I want. Maybe he's going to be Yankee. I want Nolan Arenado, who's going to be the bomb bomb for the rest of his life. Okay. Yeah, dude. He's that good. Dude. You are. What? You flip-flop on this stuff so much. When no, you like I a, don't. When you like a certain player, man, all of the logic goes out of the head, and you're just like, I don't care. I love Arenado so much. $500 million. Uh, nobody's signing him but you. 750 <laughs> Let's give him a billion and negotiate with yourself. I don't care. I will beat myself and sign this guy. I will not lose. <laughs> All right, enough of that. When we come back, propose rule changes for Major League Baseball, as we'll get into that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back into the hot corner. It's been nice to talk baseball again as we were off last week. And there hasn't been a lot to talk about with baseball. Right, that's true. We just we did just have the same conversation about Bryce and Manny we had two weeks ago and three weeks ago and four weeks ago. Except it's getting more dire. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I feel like we're getting more and more pressured, like, come on, you and I, sign. You and I are just yelling louder at each other <laughs> <laughs> with the same points. Exact same points. Uh, but uh, so real quick, coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Mike and I were down at Deschutes the other day as the Pickles gave a pretty cool, you know, kind of their 2019 announcement of how the season's going to go. And we sat down with John Ryan, who is a partial owner. Let me hold the Super Bowl ring. Uh, so we'll have that interview for you at the top of the hour. But there are some interesting ideas that have been kicked around. From I guess these came from within Major League Baseball. Yeah, these they, are these are actually going to be discussed yeah, by Major League Baseball. They're not going to happen necessarily. They will be discussed. They are they are up for debate. Um, there's a couple ones. There there's a lot of a lot of these to me seem to be uh, some draft, some some drafting, some MLB draft changes to try to prevent tanking. Um, but if there's any sport that's done tanking right, it's kind of baseball. Yeah. You know, I, I'm glad that the Astros lost 100 games three years in a row because look at this bomb team we get to watch well, actually, all the time now. To be honest, I didn't see the draft changes. What were there? What was it going to – How or how was it going to prevent tanking? Um, Let me see. Let me see. I saw some of the other stuff, like the – the mound and the DH stuff. Yeah, the proposed rule changes suggest that the league alter the draft order to disincentivize. I'm not even going to say that. To disincentivize. Thank you. To detract from tanking. Um, to just try to get away from that. And I don't know. What if, does that mean? I don't know. How are you going to change the draft order? The worst team should get the first pick, right? Ask the NBA. They don't do it. That's true. Yeah. You're going to put a lottery system in baseball? That would be the stupidest thing. By I've the ever. way, that hasn't changed tanking in the NBA. Teams still tank. 
for a yeah. chance in the lottery. Oh, yeah. In fact, more do because you have a, a chance to get the top pick. Oh, yeah. My buddy's a Bulls fan, and he got super mad they traded for Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, that's kind of cool. You got Otto Porter Jr. And he was like, no, that's two more wins. <laughs> that's more than two more wins. Yeah, yeah, he was like, this is stupid. I want Zion. I was like, oh, okay. Everybody wants Zion. Okay, you want the other key. You want RJ, but did you, you can see, have Zion. Did you see Zion's block? Yes, sir, I did. He jumped from basically the paint and flew through the air as if he was Superman and was still rising when he got to the three-point line and destroyed that guy's shot. Yes, sir, I saw that. That was amazing. I watch college ball. It's real ball. Ball is life. Life is ball. If you uh, watched the Syracuse game today, you would not have said that it was real ball. <laughs> uh, some of the other proposed changes, adding a 26 roster spot. Cool. Don't really care. Uh, uh, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Yeah, why not? Oh, one more dude on the team? Yeah. Whatever. It's not like there's, you know, oh. It might thank, help with bullpen management or. Thank God I got that 26 player. Now I can get Manny Machado. <laughs> you know, like your 26 player isn't going to be anything crazy. Right. Uh, reducing the number of mound visits, further reducing the number of mound visits. I'm fine with that. I think uh, I'm all right with it. It. There, there are certain pace of play things that I like, and there are certain things that I think are going to be hard to enforce. But the mound visit rule was cool, and if you notice, this year nobody really gave a crap about the number of mound visits left. Yeah, after half the season, I forgot. Because they had so many that it didn't matter. I think I only saw once a team come close to losing it, but they gained one back for the last like four innings. Every inning, you get another mound visit back or something. So it's it, it didn't really work. So I would say, yeah, further reduce it. Make it like five a game or something like that, and that'll really squeeze the teams. Uh, another thought is something that is local and current in things, allowing two-sport draftees to sign major league contracts. Right, that was to try to – that's probably the Kyler Murray rule is what they would call that's it. That's the Kyler Murray rule. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty indifferent towards that, whatever you want to do. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to find the ones that I know we don't need to really discuss because we'll get into these other ones next. A single trade deadline. So basically getting rid of the waiver deadline um, and just hard at July 31st. I, I would not be opposed if that happened, but I kind of like that there's a little secret trade deadline at the end. Yeah, because you get a little extra action. Well, and a couple of teams don't really know where they stand yet. And then by the end of August, they're like, oh, okay, we should probably sell. Yeah, that Josh Donaldson trade last year really hooked my squad up. <laughs> it could have, though. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. Justin Verlander traded at that deadline a couple years ago? The August deadline? Yeah, which is now, looking back on it, the stupidest thing ever. He cleared waivers because nobody wanted to pay him? Yeah. The man was a boss, an <laughs> absolute boss. And he was really good last well, year. Well, he could have won the Cy Young last year. Did he year. clear waivers, or did the Astros claim him and have two days to trade for him? Oh. is that? How, I think that's how it works, right? But nobody else claimed him? The Astros were loaded and had that high of a waiver status? Maybe. I this don't is know. fantasy. <laughs> I'm in first place in the league. Yeah, and, we I, have a, and I have number one on the waiver priority. We haven't added a guy off waivers in a long time. We're now number one. <laughs> uh, so that, that there's that. I understand your point, but I guess if they made that, that wouldn't uh, make or break my life. No, I don't. I, I wouldn't really care. I just I like the second one. Um, pitch clock? Yeah. I'm all for it, man. I think I'm all for it, too. It's worked in the minor leagues, they said. it's. it's I mean, it's not shaving off a ton of time, but it's worked. Yeah, so. who's that fat dude in L.A. that takes forever? What? He's a relief pitcher. Oh, is that Baez? Yeah, Baez. Yeah, I think that's who it was. I was like, no, it's not Javi Baez. No, but I think it is like Pedro Baez or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like, that sucks, dude. It takes you so long to throw the baseball. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I think I'm fine with pitch clock. I... I don't know if you noticed, some of the stadiums kind of had a little something going on between pitches, but if you want to enforce it, then yeah, great. I'm for it. 
So then when you come back, these are the th- these are the three things we're going to have to talk about, Mike. And this is where it's going to get, like, fuddy-duddy with me. I'm sure it will. Should I tell them what they are or should I make them wait till the other side? Tease them. Ooh, tease them. Let me tell you this. It's terrible ideas. Nah, I kind of like some of them. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. You'll have to find out. You can hit us up on the fan text line. Oh, the Better You Today text line, excuse me, at 55305. And let us know what you think about any of these Major League Baseball rule changes as we'll get into the nitty-gritty of the big boys. We'll do that next. This is Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We've been talking about new rules in Major League Baseball and how that could affect things. And uh, surprisingly, I agreed with you and all of them that we were pro all those ones. But this is where we get into the crazy ones. Well, yeah, those are not substantial changes in my opinion. Right. I agree. Uh, I'll start here. Imposing a three batter minimum for pitchers. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, Don't, Mike. Me too. That to me is the worst of these rule change uh, ideas. I understand why they're doing it because one of the biggest reasons for a slow game as you get later and later is the one batter pitchers, the relievers and the constant pitching changes and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, I understand it, but the amount of strategy that that eliminates and the amount that, that could potentially hurt somebody mm-hmm. is way too high for that rule to exist. You're telling me that if you bring a reliever in and he walks the first two guys on eight pitches, you have to leave him out there for that third batter. He's got nothing. Well, think about this. What if a reliever comes in, bases loaded, two outs in the eighth, and he gives up a single, okay? So two runs score. And then the next guy comes in and hits a double. Two more guys score. You're telling me you're going to leave him out there one more time and let a dude hit a bomb? What if you bring someone in in the eighth inning, he gets a uh, double play in one pitch, has to pitch the first two batters in the ninth inning. You can't even bring your closer. Yeah, see, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I, I... I appreciate where the rule idea comes from, but to me, as much as I also don't like that amount of pitching changes, I kind of like lefty specialists. Yeah. I kind of like that you have a guy or two that are predominantly meant to get lefties out. I like the kind of back and forth where you say, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to bring this lefty in, and then the guy has to switch his hitter, and he pinch hits with a righty, so it makes it a little bit of a kind of a game of who's going who's gonna to do it first. So you yeah, get who's going to break up. first. I, I don't like this rule. The, I, I don't like it. The The example they're using is Wade Miley in game five of the NLDS, NLCS. Coming in, facing one batter, and then being lifted for Woodruff. So you're saying the opener. They want to get rid of the opener. They want to get rid of the opener. Is what why? It sounds like. Woodruff hit a bomb. Yeah, why get rid of the opener? Hit a home run. The that opener, was super cool. The opener was kind of cool. It was a really smart idea. And the Rays had no starters, so it worked for them. Yeah, I dig it. Cool. I'm glad we agree on that. Uh Moving or lowering the mound. That's a tough one for me because the last time we moved the mound, didn't we get the dead ball era? Yes. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Um, But we do have a lot of strikeouts. They would probably move the mound back. Yeah. they They would make it easier for the hitters. Yes. But what I'm saying is the last time we did it, we got the dead ball era, which was negative. If we move it back, we're going to get steroids without well i shouldn't say without <laughs> potentially with steroid. much less steroids era and games would last longer true because you'll have a lot more guys on base yeah score all the time um 
I don't I don't love it. I think I think there are other things you can do, but also I'm of the opinion that this is just the current era of baseball. You go through different every single era of baseball has a different thing about it that made it unique. Right now you're in the high strikeout era because teams don't care about the strikeout. Mm-hmm. You've got the fastest pitchers in the history of the sport everywhere throwing 100 miles an hour. That's just what we've got right now. That'll change. It's it. There's ebbs and flows in the sport. It'll change to something else after after time as there's new strategies and new skill sets that come through and um, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I am not really for this. I'm I I'm anti moving the mound. I'm not necessarily anti lowering it because um, I think pitchers could adapt a little better than if they moved it. Um, but like I'm I'm reading this article from the Ringer. Say what you want about that. But uh, the, this, the person that's writing this article is saying that, you know, the dimensions of the field haven't changed in more than 120 years, which sounds like we should change a rule for the sake of changing a rule, which I don't like. And then this person says, and line drives and fastballs alike have gotten almost unmanageably fast. Go tell that to Javi Baez, okay? Right. <laughs> Go tell that to Frankie Lindor. Tell that to Manny Machado. Tell that to half the over half the infielders in Major League Baseball. I think they've adapted. Yeah. Like Robbie Cano plays. Robbie Cano looks lazy, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes. quotes. He gets to almost every ball. They're not unmanageably fast. So get out of here with that. Yeah, that's a little bad. Uh, And then the last one, which is probably where you and I are going to split, is Universal DH. Love it. Hate it. Absolutely love it. Absolutely hate it. To me... I think, and this is a this is from Isaac Rop. He really did help me with this because I, I was a little on the border with this, and he said that this opinion. And I was like, you know what? That is how I feel. That right now, the quote unquote strategy of having a pitcher hit that involves the double switch and and all that kind of stuff, it really isn't that much strategy anymore. You know, no matter what, you're keeping the pitcher in to hit, or you're taking him out. Is it the fifth inning and he's pitching really well, but you're only only up one? You're keeping him in. Is it the sixth inning and he's throwing 80 pitches and you're down two? You're taking him out. There's almost never a borderline situation where you go, oh, my God, what should I do? Should I leave the pitcher in? Should I put a pinch hitter in? Almost always the strategy is obvious. Yeah, It is obvious. Mm-hmm. So the strategy argument that, that I, hell, I've used in the past – I don't think really is is much of a big thing anymore. Yes, you lose the double switch. That's kind of interesting. It's a really unique, weird rule in baseball that would only exist in a sport like baseball. But to me, I'm willing to sacrifice that because, to be honest, watching pitchers hit sucks. It's an easy out almost every single time. It is so rare that you get a guy like Dontrell Willis or Madison Bumgarner sometimes or CC Sabathia who actually pose a threat when they're up to the plate. It is so rare, so, so rare, that to me it makes it inexcusable to keep pitchers hitting because they just don't hit. And how much, A, how much more fun would National League Baseball be with 15 more teams having a DH? And B, how many more careers would you save or make longer by having more teams needing a DH? There's a lot of guys who fade out of the league who are solid-ish, good enough hitters that don't can't play in the field very well. This is where I disagree with you, and that's why. I am actually a proponent to get rid of the DH because there's nobody in the NFL that doesn't have to run up and down the court and play defense. You mean the but NBA? Can, sorry, the NBA. That doesn't have to run up and down the court and play defense because they can just stand there and shoot a three. That's what that sounds like to me. 
Uh, I think there are a lot of guys who can't play defense who still play. Understood, but they actually still have to run up and down the court okay. and pass the ball but you're and an be AL a kid. team player. You like the DH. This is the I don't like the DH. This is the only thing. This is old curmudgeon fuddy-duddy dude me. If you can't play baseball, you don't get to play baseball. If you can swing a stick and hit a ball, that does not mean you can play baseball. Okay. And that's just how I live. That. Hell, that's not a bad opinion. I don't mind that opinion. A lot of the DHs can play in the field and oftentimes do. They rotate through in, in various positions. But you're, you are going to say that that opinion is strong enough that you're willing to deal with, and you want to get rid of the DH. You would be willing to deal with 30 teams having to throw an instant out 95% of the time every single time through the order. Yeah, man, probably make the, probably make the game go faster too. <laughs> but that's that's the game going faster with the the quality of the play going down. You don't want that. But I don't want some some lardo, some lardo who doesn't make it in Minnesota and then decides to do steroids and goes to Boston and becomes a hero and doesn't and only plays, you know, only goes to bat four times a game and hey, doesn't do anything else. He played first base. Like only when they needed him to. That's why they got Doug Mankiewicz and they got all these other dudes to play first base and Mitch Moreland and all this stuff so he didn't have to. That's just lazy to me. That's like that's like I'm a wide receiver, but I don't run the route. I just stand over here and try to catch the ball. I don't run up and down the court in basketball. I just stand here and shoot a three. I understand your argument. I do, and I, I like I said, it's a good argument. I I actually agree with that. You're right. No other sport has something like that. But baseball isn't like every other sport. There are so many things about baseball that are not it that are not things that could even be close to existing. I mentioned the double switch. I know. That's why we're the best. Exactly. That's why we're the best. Yeah. Get rid of the pitchers hitting. No. No. Play baseball. I would love to play baseball. You know how many people love playing baseball? Justin Verlander loves playing baseball. So does Madison Bumgarner. Zach Greinke likes playing baseball, and he looks weird at the dish. Almost everybody is agreeing with you on the text line, by the way. you got a lot of curmudgeons with you right I now. I know, because they understand the value and importance of baseball. When America's civilization will eventually fall, there will be two things they are reminded of when they think back on the great United States of America. That is jazz music and baseball. Ken Burns. There are a lot of guys agreeing with you. Yeah. A lot and of baseball purists. Maybe, hey. maybe women, too? Yeah. Maybe they? We're going to do that again. Maybe it? We are not here in the labeling process, Michael. Okay. The the listeners mostly agree with you. I agree. Um, I think one person I saw agreed with me. <laughs> I like Mike. He's cute. <laughs> All right. When Sorry, we, I'm married. When we come back, we have an interview with John Ryan, partial owner of the Portland Pickles. It's a pretty fun interview you want to hear. He's, he's quite the character. He's got really cool stories. So we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 